Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Sanagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. Just to remind you all, we have merch that is out right now. You can go to shop.oplshow.com. A portion of all proceeds go to charity. Anyway, Greg, what do we have today? Today, we're speaking with a man who is a 40-year-old virgin. Great movie. (laughs) I actually just watched that the other day. I mean, I watch it like once a month. It's a good movie. All right, so the guy's a 40-year-old virgin. Yeah. When did, uh, I don't mean to to probe when did you lose your virginity yeah you don't mean to probe okay i uh i was 16 years old 16 yeah so but then that? like that's so, high school what that's high school yeah I was, I was like a sophomore going into my junior year i think but the thing is like so i lost my virginity but that i wasn't like i was just having consistent sex like i didn't have sex with anyone else for mad long yeah I think that's the case for a lot of people. Like you have I don't sex. know who just jumps into it and just Yeah, it's like, stop. oh, now I'm just out here. Just have it. No, it, it was just like something that happened nervously and then nothing you paid happened. Or you paid for it or no? <laughs> no. I um, mean, a lot of people lose their virginity that way. What? They pay for it to lose their virginity? Yeah. Uh, or some that. people, which I don't understand, like their dads will like get them a prostitute. Have you ever heard that? Wait, what? Yeah. Like it's time. So how son. far out in Long Island are you from? No. I've never even heard of this. Come out one time. I'll show you. No, I, just, no. I don't know any of that. No. Uh, That's I, cheating. I don't partake. That's cheating. It's cheating. Yeah, I can't do that. No, but I think... You um, earned yours. I think, yeah, I lost my virginity when I was like 16, and then I didn't have sex with another person for like two years. Oh, so you went on a little bit of a dry spell. Mm-hmm. Word must have got around town that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't <laughs> Not do this guy. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it's interesting because I feel like naturally when you're growing up, around your boys like virginity becomes a like a big topic yeah and like a game almost yeah like who's gonna do it who's gonna be the last one and like whatever and And then if you haven't you know pressure is definitely on i think especially you know us growing up and it was probably like a very you know masculine setting with our friends and you know you're outside scraping your knees playing sports losing your virginity yeah so (laughs) imagine going 40 years like i know it's like a joke in the movie but like that's that's not easy just from the pressures of society and the people around you sure but at the same time i do feel like that pressure subsides at least you know from you know from my point of view there are some people that i know that around my age that i feel like they may be virgins still I don't think anyone cares anymore. I feel like when you get to a certain age, it's like, I don't, dude, live your life. You know what I mean? Like, I, I it's not a bit like when you're 14 years old and, you know, it's such a big thing because it hasn't happened yet to anyone you know. So when it does happen, it's like, oh my God, that dude did. But once you get past a certain age, and I don't know what that age is, but I just feel like no one cares anymore. Outwardly, I think you're right. No one over the age of 20 is going to talk about virginity anymore and like right. have it mean anything or care that much or make fun of someone or put that pressure on. But inwardly, like as the person yeah, that I, hasn't yeah. had sex, yeah. I feel like it would just progress even more because now you're talking 40, which I guess is you would consider middle age. Now, if you refuse to pay for it or anything like that, are you now thinking, what if I never find someone Will I live my entire life and die without ever experiencing sex? It's kind of a crazy thought. I guess, but I, I also think that it's it depends on the person. So if it does 
it's just not high on your totem pole than whatever. You know, it's not a it's not a necessity. It's not something you need to survive it's or to live water. a nice life. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like if if you choose to not do it, then cool. You don't have to do it. Like just do other cool shit with your life, you know? And we've spoken to asexuals, so there's that understanding too that there is sometimes just truly no desire right. to have sex and you can happily live your life, which is fine. This guy in particular, that is not the case. Right. Uh, just kind of, you know, skimming over the email now, it's, uh, you know, he he definitely doesn't want to be a virgin. He just kind of spoke about the fact that, you know, he, he thinks he's confident, but he's afraid of rejection. Which is natural. Yeah. Uh, he's saying he's not the most handsome man, not hideous either. He works out, he trains but he just can't muster up the courage to approach women. And he actually added here, he's really only attracted to 20 to 25-year-old slim girls. I mean... And he can't do anything a, about good, that, so that's it makes a, it that's, harder. That's a, that's a sweet spot right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and... Yeah, he's, okay, so he says uh, he hides this from everyone. One of his friends knows but he kind of fakes it as being this natural Casanova hero. So right. he's probably walking around. Which is, I think, what everyone does when they're like, you know, because I've had a bunch of my friends lie about when they lost their virginity. And then years totally, later, they're like, totally. I lied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. you know what I mean? And you could, you could also tell when people are lying. Yeah, you can usually see through that. He said... Uh, so I, I get the the uh, the want to be like, no, I am this person. I'm... I'm like you or like, I'm like the, right. If you're, I mean, to me personally, I think that yes, there are a lot of women that may be like, whoa, what? And a little confused. But I also think there is a lot of women that would appreciate the fact that you are honest with them and be like, I can't believe you told me that. Like, you know what I mean? Like usually you, you know, especially men, we have this, weird desire to not show emotion or not mm. say anything like too deep or whatever. So to share information like that, which is kind of like your deepest, darkest secret in mm-hmm. a way, I think some women would, would actually appreciate that. And yeah. It would actually cause attraction in a way, you know? Yeah. Just being vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, and there is kind of a second part to all of this, which okay. I think makes will make this episode pretty interesting. So the way he actually started out this email, he wrote, I'm a 40, 40 plus year old virgin and incel. What is that? So incel is basically this misogynist group and ideology that kind of shames and hates women. So, okay, it is a group mostly online of men who are virgins so incel stands for involuntary celibate so they haven't ever had sex and they basically have developed you know this movement online where they're convinced that you know it's the women's fault that that they're virgins, that they're virgins and that women are only attracted to like hyper masculine you know men and certain men who look a certain way and just the way you know, society is in that sense. It's it's just not fair for them. They have this unfair advantage, and it's kind of not their fault that they're virgins, and they don't want to be virgins. Uh, what's really crazy about this is there is sort of this radical element 
to this community. So most recently, the uh, attack in Toronto. Do you remember like the With guy? The car? Yeah, he like drove the van into yeah. people. So he proclaimed that he was a member, you know, that of this incel rebellion. What? So basically. That was his reasoning for taking people's lives was because he's part of this movement and the kind of radical side of it basically turns to violence and, and wants to start this uprising of what they're calling beta, the beta male, you know, so not the alpha male in the room, but the beta male, the one that, okay. that the women aren't looking at, right. that there just needs to be this uprising and they use violence against women, against, you know, alpha males against anyone, uh, basically because they're virgins and they can't have sex and they've convinced themselves that it's the world's fault and they actually, you know, take matters uh, like this. Also, this was years back. Do you remember Elliot Roger? The, it was like Santa Barbara, I think in California. No. Uh, he kind of had that like mass murder spree. Uh, he was young. He was like 20, 22 or something like that. I'm trying to look here. And that was when this kind of came to light and became a little bit more mainstream. Um, I think he left a letter um, basically saying, you know, he, he turned to violence and went on this killing spree because, you know, he's an incel and, and because, you know, it's it's not fair. And he, I think he like had all these laments about, you know, women rejecting him. So it's it's crazy what this ideology can turn into. Uh, you know what is an online community, basically you know, the subculture in a way has turned into, you know, sort of this hate group. So this guy, he did say I'm not. He's not active in the incel community or movement. So and he doesn't uh, condone the acts of violence or you know the things that these extremist incels do. So. You know, he doesn't agree with killing women, killing innocent people. But very interesting line, he says, but I understand why they snap and do harm to others and themselves, which I think is a very bold statement to make. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But I don't know, I guess because you are, you are part of that group in a way where you can identify with them, where you're kind of like, hey, we're both gone 40 years without having sex and we know the pressures and what it does to you on the inside. So I guess that's what he means. He's like, I, I get why someone who is radical like that just like can just snap because of because of how much it does to me personally, you know? So I feel like if you know like how, how much it hurts, it's like I understand why people do stuff like that. But... I don't think he's like, but I get it. Let's go kill people or something. Right. That's what I'm interested in. I mean, I think, I mean, I haven't talked to the guy. So, I mean, you know, I, I feel like we, I, I definitely want to learn more about the incel thing because, you know, we only know as much as Google will tell us about incel. Uh, so let's call this guy and, and find out more about it. Hello. Hey, how's it going? This is Greg and Joe. Hello. Hey, Greg. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Uh, so we just read your email. Uh, one of the first things that just popped out that I kind of wanted to know more about is uh, the incel thing. Because, I mean, we only know what Google tells us about uh, uh, incel. But in your own words, can you kind of tell us what that community is like? 
Yes, uh, thank you for calling me back. First of all, but again, as a housekeeping part here, just want to let you know that I kind of have ADHD, so when I tell a story, I may wheel off. Stop me there. I know it, it bothers me, but also it bothers other people. So when it happens, stop me and then uh, you know put me to the topic. Now, in terms of the uh, incel, uh, I am not, as I said, I'm not a uh, an active incel. I mean, I'm not active in incel community online boards, but uh, I am the incel. I'm 40 years old, uh, and uh, I am a virgin. I, I never had any uh, relationship or sex with uh, uh, a woman. So I guess, you know, also walk us through, you know, because we were just talking before we called you about, you know, you're young and losing your virginity is so prevalent and, and sex and discovering sex. It's kind of, you know, all you talk about as a kid with your group of friends and you sort of go through this phase where, you know, people do start losing their virginity, getting in their first relationships. So how does it sort of happen that, I guess that that never happens for you. And then all these years later, it just still isn't something that that has happened. I guess just kind of like walk us through that personal story of yours. Sure. And uh, and again, before I even go further, um, I don't have sweet personality, but I but I live double life. On one side, I'm a, a federal employee. Uh, I, I support the federal government on tactical level. I'm a manager. Uh, I train, I, I work out, I, tr I train Miss Martial Arts and, and such. But on the other hand, as I said, I'm a virgin. I never had any uh, uh, a connection with a female. Now, when it all started with me, I think I know when it started. <clears throat> I was um, about 12 years old. I, I went to the school, and uh, there were a group of uh, uh, older girls. I think they were about 15 or so. Um, and I, I, I kind of knew them, but not, I mean, I, I would not talk to them or anything like that. So one time, uh, one of them came up to me and said they had a new uh, girl who joined their uh, class. And if I wanted to meet her, uh, I never had a conversation. I mean, I never met another girl before. Obviously I wanted to. And, uh, but I said, I don't know how to communicate. I mean, I don't know what to say basically. And one of them said, oh, well, you got to do is just uh, come up to her, salute her, tell her your name because every girl likes uh, military men. And uh, that's exactly what I did, which was a big mistake on my part, obviously. Um, so on this uh, uh, recess, <clears throat> I saw them sitting outside the school. Um, there were a group of them. There were a couple of guys there with them. I would imagine they were boyfriends or what have you. So I walk up to, to the group of girls. There was this girl uh, sitting there. Man, I'm talking about it, and I'm shaking right now. So... Uh, I woke up to her, and as a stupid boy, I salute her, and I say, hi, my name is John. At which point, everybody started laughing. And the boys even ran away because it was too hilarious. Now I look back and I think, yeah, it would be hilarious. But at that time, I'm only 12. And uh, at that point, everything went silent. I didn't hear their voices. I didn't hear them laughing, but I saw their uh, uh, gestures. I saw this girl that I approached. Actually, she was very um, cartoonish when she laughed. She held her stomach, and she pointed at me, and she's laughing at me. So as I said, I kind of blanked, I think. Um, and then I, I just left the school. I went home. I went to the um, 
at the bathroom. I was sitting there. I don't, and I was watching, I think, running water. I don't know how long I was there for. Was it 30 minutes? Was it a couple of hours? I don't know. But then I, uh, uh, I came back to my senses when the door swung open. Uh, my dad broke the, the door in, inside the bathroom. And, uh, and my mom was there as well. And my dad was shaking, asking if I was okay. So at that point, I, I mean, now I understand that it was a big, big shock to me. From that time on, I could not talk to anybody. My grades went bad. I didn't want to go to school. I had to change schools after that. And uh, <clears throat> that experience, I think, made me the way I am now. And again, it may have happened otherwise as well. Maybe if that situation did not occur, I may have turned to be the way I am. But I think that just pushed me to that limit where I became completely scared of uh, uh, communication with, with girls especially and other Right. People. So you think rejection is the thing that is probably the biggest driving force behind this whole thing is that you're, you're afraid of being rejected again? Yes, the rejection uh, mainly is the uh, problem with me and probably with a lot of men in general, not only incels. With the incels, it just uh, is more traumatic, the, uh, the uh, uh, rejection is what I'm trying to say. I have, uh, I'm very uh, afraid uh, of uh, rejection, and, um, uh, but I have uh, approached a handful of times. I, were, I was on uh, maybe one or two, I mean, just few dates, um, and uh, but I cannot connect with uh, with women. Now I cannot. And what you see on incel communities, as I was saying earlier, uh, what what incels say, especially about uh, cruelty towards women and and doing the, the the crazy stuff that they do, is out of powerlessness. Although some people think that it is uh, male misogyny and and so on and so forth, but. For the incels, uh, we are, I mean, we're not, I mean, we just don't have power. We're powerless. And uh, as I said, it is a stigma in, uh, uh, in society. For example, I'm 40 years old and I'm a virgin and I cannot tell it to anybody. Maybe if I told some woman, she would, she would feel sorry for me and have sex with me, which I don't want that to happen, obviously. But again, I, it is such a stigma. Even now, I'm using the phone, and it's not my cell phone. I, it's my friend who is overseas, and I'm using his cell phone. I asked if I could use it. But my point being is, um, uh, I, because of the fear of uh, rejection, fear of uh, people judging you, this is why the way I am. But does a part of you ever feel like if you were just to own it, then no one can use it against you? Like, if you were just out there like, yeah, this is who I am, and this is, you know, what I've been dealing with, I, I think some, I think it, it, there would be more people than you think who would be actually understanding of the situation. Well, when we talk about some people understanding you, yes, there will be someone understanding you. For example, your mom. Your mom will always understand, regardless of what you are or who you are. But uh, as a whole in a society, uh, we live in a world where men must perform. Men must approach. Men must do this. Men must do that. Men must uh, show their worth. Um, as I said, on one hand, I'm a manager. I manage people. I'm in tactical uh, operations and such. I'm, I do martial arts and also uh, 
uh, on one hand, I might be considered an alpha male, quote-unquote. I'm not saying that I'm alpha. Uh, and I, in fact, I hate that term. But however, uh, telling that after 40 years of my life to someone and opening up, that is not something that I want to do. So when you say powerless, like I, I hear that word and what comes to mind is almost like oppression or this this feeling that, you know, there there's no control that you have over the situation. So can you just define that a little more clearly? Like when you say you're powerless in this situation, what, what do you mean exactly? What What is making you powerless? Right. <clears throat> as, uh, as I was mentioning, in the society that we live, I think, uh, as a man, I must perform. I must do, uh, I must approach, I must show my worth, so on and so forth. Now, in terms of, but I can control my destiny overall, as you see. I made a uh, conscious effort to, to get into the martial arts, to get into the federal job, to get into the tactical jobs and becoming manager, so on and so forth. I control that. I control the, the money that I make, the other things that I do. But it, when it comes to the uh, relationships, approach, sex, men as a whole, at least I, as, 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 a, as a male, I do not control that narrative. I cannot, let me put it this way, and I don't want you, you know, people think, but again, so anyway, so what I'm trying to say is this, I cannot quote-unquote bargain sex, whereas I feel that women have that power. A woman chooses the partner. I'm not blaming any women for it. It is, it, it is our, uh, I mean, this is our species. I mean, this is how we uh, procreate and, and you know, pass on our genes. I understand that. But again, the bottom line is I cannot control that. Uh, women choose me. But for that, I have to approach and I have to do that. Women do not approach me. I don't have power over it. I cannot quote-unquote, as I said, bargain sex for better men, better-looking men, more money, um, uh, you know, more power, what have you. And again, I'm not saying every woman does that, but as a whole, that's how it is. And I understand why women do that. So you don't think that's at all an outdated sort of worldview, or you, you don't think that's shifting at all in the sense, I know you said not all women, so I understand that. But do you think you're almost prioritizing things like money, status, power, or, or you truly just believe that those are the most, I guess, important, you know, qualities when finding a partner? Well, yes, I think the, uh, uh, as a whole, as a society, as I said, we're changing. It is obvious. Um, hundred years prior and even more, um, men had to prove their, worth by being a hero, by being a warrior, and so on and so forth. And kind of men, and it, it isn't right, it wasn't good, but men would take over uh, women when they wanted to. And I'm not saying, I'm not advocating for it. I want, I want to repeat myself. But, um, uh, and that was understood then. Uh, um, you know, broader shoulder men, taller men meant uh, they could protect, they could provide, or men with more power would provide for the offspring and so on and so forth it is evolutionary but for the past hundred years we're kind of equalizing right now uh, if, if you look around now especially 
in the Western world that we live in, and I'm not talking about Syria or India, but in the Western world, uh, men and women, uh, we both, we can make the equal amount of money for the most part, or sometimes men, women make more money, what have you. But even with that, the uh, women are still choosing over, um, although the, we are kind of equal, uh, at least when we make money, what have you, but women are still uh, choosing the partners that are, for example, taller, broader, uh, or with more money, regardless of what it is. If a woman making, for example, $100,000, most likely she's not going to date a homeless, I mean, I'm sorry, um, uh, a, a man with uh, no uh, job at this time, or someone who's making, for example, say thirty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. Whereas a man who's making $100,000 will have no problem dating a, a woman who is at a uh, a disadvantage, shall we say, when it comes to making money. So, but, and I think, unfortunately, the society, when it comes to the uh, gender relations, such as this, in terms of uh, connecting with another uh, sex, uh, we are not moving faster. Uh, women are not made to make, quote-unquote, sacrifices that men do when, it, when we come to approach another woman, when we go online and try to connect with another person. For example, I go online uh, from time to time I'll, I'll I'll test out or how should I say it I don't know but I'm sometimes I'm online trying to connect with another person coming up with all this uh, lines reading their profiles and sending the e uh, uh, messages and such and I'm ignored for the most part and it is not just me but majority of men are ignored to my understanding uh, but at the same time when uh, I just for a heck of it, I would create a female <clears throat> account on an average looking at a female account. I would be bombarded by, by a lot of messages and I have a lot of, uh, uh, you know, variety. Uh, but as a female, I didn't, or as a fe female profile holder, I didn't have to do anything. But as a man, I have to do it. I come up with uh, this clever lines trying to connect with another person and then I'm ignored. And every time that happens, it just more and more accentuate my position or my demeanor or my situation. It's just in my face type of situation. And I, I mean, I, I have had even worse uh, um, examples of it where I almost every weekend I'm, uh, I feel really bad about myself. Why do you feel, why do you feel bad about yourself? Because I, I think that like um, rejection is, is something that happens to everybody. You know, there's been multiple times in my life where I've been rejected, like, and to the point where I'm in my room as well as a kid crying and like whatever. But it's just part of it's just part of it. I feel like, and I think, um, you know, if I don't know, to me, just you you see stories of you know someone who's not considered. Uh, good looking and maybe they're overweight and they don't have a, a, a great job or anything like they still manage to find somebody so there has to be something other than those factors that you named that can you know flourish in these situations and be the reason why you can make a connection but uh do you think that's like possible or do you think that um you know it's it's almost impossible for you to make a connection. Have you kind of like given up on the idea of that, or are you actively still trying? 
Uh, I'm glad that you uh, that you said what you said. Uh, one thing that I wanted to also point out is that um, I contend that it is a psychological problem that I have, and for the most part, uh, most of the incels are having those psychological or you know, mental problems sometimes, and I understand that. Uh, so I think uh, instead of bashing the incel community because of those two douchebags, you know, forgive my language. Those douchebags did what they did. They killed men and women, in fact, men and women in both situations. Um, we probably would be better to kind of uh, look inside the incel mind and help them out. Now, that being said, <clears throat> 20 years ago when I was in my 20s, I, um, we didn't have all this internet, uh, all this uh, dating sites and what have you. So women did not have this variety of uh, suitors. So at, at that time, you had to do your legwork. You would have to approach. So a woman would be approached maybe once a day, twice a day, what have you. In our days now, with all this invent of uh, technology, women, women are bombarded with uh, hundreds and hundreds of, uh, of uh, text on uh, online, on dating sites, or now women, they go to bars and there's more men approaching them and such because of all this, what we see on TV and, and all that, you know, overall. So um, uh, now, and because now there are many more men approaching uh, any individual, any one woman, then my, my chances as an incel, as someone who is not in the right mind, shall I say, um, are diminishing every day. Now, uh, as I said in that email that I, that I sent you uh, previously, uh, another problem with me is that I don't know why, and I hate that, but I'm attracted to 20 to 25-year-olds. There's nothing that I can do about it. I try to approach uh, and connect with a little older uh, women, but it is, it is not where I am. And even by saying what I'm saying now, I, I freaking feel like I'm a pedophile, which I'm not there, 2025, 20, but I have that, um, uh, you know, uh, kind of image of, uh, of attraction, at least for me. Now, am I trying, constantly trying? I, I do, but in a very, um, uh, very selective basis. I, I have to make sure that I have a more better chance that I'm not, going to be rejected i uh as i said i went on um dates just one or two dates and i went to one of them recently um do you mind kind of walking us through that not like you don't have to get super into detail but you know i think we are curious like what like why isn't a connection happening or, or you know what's your approach to these dates right right um i i uh when I try to kind of uh, work within what, what is going with me, I start reading some of those uh, POA books and, and, and communities and such. I mean, it's a lot of probably uh, BS, but some kind of help me out, at least uh, approaching and such. So what I do is I'll approach, as I said, I'll try online. Uh, maybe one will respond, and then I will go on a date. Uh, why am I not connecting? Well, here's the one of the last ones that I went on. I went on a date not so long ago. 
uh, we talked uh, online first. Uh, she introduced herself or, or came across as someone who is a, um, a feminist and uh, activist and who is pro uh, men and women equal pay and so on and so forth. Very intellectual conversations that we had. Then we went on a we went on a date. I wasn't really particularly, as I said, interested in her. Uh, as I mean, she, I was not really much attracted to her, but the conversation was really good. So um, once we're done, then uh, we we done with our date. We went out on a uh, at the restaurants and and such. Uh, and then I think the next day or so, I text her and I said, "Look, it was nice." Uh, meeting you it was a great conversation and in response she told me that um, and in fact I can send you the text after this if you like uh, she said that um, um, sorry but uh, because you did not show chivalry uh, or you didn't pay for the a meal that she didn't feel that I was uh, either interested or something like that I don't even remember I have to see what she said but because I didn't pay. Uh, it was very confusing to me because I thought that uh, she didn't, she wouldn't want me to pay. But again, confusion happens. That's why I, I don't think I connect. Um, maybe I don't read women well. Uh, maybe, uh, but I can't, I cannot say that my um, standards are too high uh, for women. Right. And I mean, we, I mean, I think it could speak for me and Greg. We both have had situations like that where it is hard to read somebody and you, you want to act a certain way because you think that they'll respect that and then it ends up you end up being completely wrong and it almost comes off offensive and you're like, well, shit, like, I don't know what to do now. So uh, to me, like that, that sort of thing is like it's normal and it's going to happen. It's going to continue to happen even, you know, as you're uh, dating people and getting to know people. You know, you. I don't know. I feel like there's so many stories of mine where things have gone completely wrong and off the rails, but at no point did I really go, this is because all women are like this. It's just like that That particular woman thought this way. And it's not necessarily a, gener uh, a generalization of like all women. Like, oh, so all women don't want me to... You know, it's just like that particular person. So it's all about just like you know, trying to clear that and be out of your head and be like, okay, let's find someone else who isn't necessarily like that person. Yeah, it's just, it's so much more nuanced. I feel like this is almost a trend of taking singular experiences and placing them into, you know, buckets or under kind of like larger umbrellas. And it, it almost feels, you know, very black and white, like there's sort of rules to it. And, you know, people are always going to react the same way to certain things, which you know, I don't think is the case from my experience. So, I mean, you, ha you yeah, have, you have, yeah, go ahead. No, what I was going to say is that, uh, and I, as I said, I content that it is, I, I understand that it is some, something wrong with my psyche. And maybe because of that uh, bullying that I, that happened to me uh, since I was 12 years old. But the question that I will ask anyone who are, argues the way that you argue now, and I appreciate that you, you're also sharing it, but you have had uh, success. I, do, I never had success in my life. So I do not, there is no incentive for me right. to see that because I never been. After that happened to me when I was uh, 12 years old, I did not talk to anybody for, for quite some time. I mean, I, I mean, 
I didn't go mute, but what I'm trying to say, I would not want to commute. I mean, uh, connect with another individuals, even with boys at at a time. Uh, and um, but I I never had that. And when I started growing up, I was about what uh, 18, 20, 21. I don't remember. Like when I'm kind of, I see the the college life and that type of thing. <clears throat> I wanted to now uh, act upon it and 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 consciously try to get that connection going, but. Uh, because of the the situation, I guess what happened to me, and it is it always freshened me. Right now, I'm talking about it, and I remember what happened to me when I was 12 years old. I cannot get get away from it. Now, um, <clears throat> one of the other things, especially, I'm vulnerable like that, and I don't want anybody to cry for me. It is not anybody's problem. It is my problem. But um, uh, for example, um, uh, one time. We went, and I was in college, and we went to one of these uh, big parties, and I, and I went there. I uh, had some of my you know, friends there as well, or people that I knew, and my roommate was there too. Um, so anyway, I connected. I started talking to this uh, uh, young girl. We talked. We kind of, you know, we, it was kind of, a, I felt there was a connection going on. Uh, I tried to be respectful and all. Uh, and um, at some point, she said that uh, when, when I asked her, I think, out or I asked her for their uh, cell phone or something like that, I don't remember what it was, uh, she, uh, well, she said, well, you know, I have a boyfriend, this, that, the other. And it, I, I, look, she might have, but at that time, I was like, God damn, not again. But um, what happened later is that um, um, my roommate, who, my, uh, who was a little taller than me not i mean anyway he was taller a little bit i'll be honest he was a douchebag he was uh, <laughs> i don't know he wasn't i mean we were roommates really dirty he wouldn't take care of himself but he was tall and he was a handsome guy uh so anyway what i found out that um she actually hooked up with the guy that night and how i knew it i came home uh, after the I left the party, I went for running and I went to, to work out or something like that. I was frustrated. Then, uh, when I came home, I opened the door and, uh, that my roommate was having sex with her in our living room. And I saw the girl there. Um, my, I've no roommate, my roommate did not have a girlfriend and, and that was not certainly his girlfriend. Uh, uh, but, uh, that was such a shock to me. Um, and again, he didn't take, he didn't take her to his bedroom because it was dirty. I know it, but, uh, <laughs> that was in my face type of thing. And, um, I went inside my bedroom and man, was I, was I broken? And I was, yes. And it was really, really bad for me, bad, bad experience. And that kind of solidified it even more that, um, I am not, um, uh, I don't have either skills or I just don't look good enough. I mean, I'm, I'm not too short. I'm not too tall. I'm only, uh, five uh, ten. Uh, I wish I was taller. I wish you know, there are many things. And, uh, you know, uh, I do not hate women as I was saying earlier, but the anger, anger is there. Uh, I become angry at myself, at the situation. Sometimes I get angry at women. Sometimes I, ang I get angry at men and, uh, I don't act upon it. I don't fight anybody. I do not, as I said, hate anybody, uh, but it angers me. And that, that situation, when it happened to me, it was kind of, uh, 
I guess, last drop. And since then, I would not talk to anybody for a long, long time again. But sometimes once a year, I might say, okay, you know what? Get together, man. Put yourself together. You're fine. You can do this. I talk myself into it, and then boom. I don't go through, say, for example, 100 approaches just to get one phone number. Mm-hmm. I cannot do that. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand that that would be painful, you know, a situation like that. And while it's kind of difficult to fully comprehend or agree with some of, I think, the larger views, you know, I, I definitely understand that there's sort of a level to all of this that, you know, I can't understand or Joe, you know, doesn't necessarily understand. Um, I don't think we've ever been in situations like that where you really start to take your own, you know, self-worth into question. So, you know, well, de- I mean, I, I, I could say that when I was younger and on a very, uh, you know, a much smaller scale, there was a girl that I was like crazy about and I would hang out with her all the time. And I told her how I felt about her and like, and then she like dated one of my friends and like, that was like, it hurt a lot. But the, the, the thing that my mind changed eventually was when stuff like that happens, it's not me. You know, I don't look at myself like I'm the one. I'm the reason why that happened. It's like mm-hmm. that's their either their preference, and that's one person. There's billions of people in the world. That is one person. That is their preference. That's what how they want to handle the situation. That's fine. That's them. But that's not everyone else. So that's that's kind of like the light at the end of the tunnel and the motivation behind I want to try again because not everyone is like that girl. You know, even though that hurt like hell and that crushed me, and obviously I didn't want to talk to anyone for you know, a certain amount of time. But after that happens, it's, it's kind of like, you know, at least for me, there was a switch in my head that said, you know what? It's not her. It's somebody else. There's a bunch of other people out here. So let's just keep trying. Yeah. But again, you have had, you have had, um, instances where you were successful. I mean, you know what it is to connect with another, uh, woman. Right. But this was before, this was before that. This was before that. I was, I was young when this happened. So it was. It could have been right. detrimental, or it could have been just kind of uh, motivating in a way. Well, I mean, at this point, again, uh, I feel like um, because I didn't, I do not know. I mean, I can only imagine what it is. I can only imagine what it is to connect with another uh, young, as I said, young woman. Uh, it is, but I do not know that. This is, uh, but people like yourself and other, many other men, uh, they. Uh, they have, they know what it, what it feels like. For example, I read a recently book. I mean, it's not to do with incels, but I read this book about this uh, one Korean defector who was born in a concentration camp. Didn't know anything about outside the world. This is how they live over there. And he didn't even think about escaping until he met a new prisoner who came from the outside the wire. And the person who came outside the wire told this guy, how it is out there, how there are you know, televisions, there's more food, there's more, you know, all kinds of different things. And at that point, this, this young man who never seen anything until he was 25 years old, he decided to escape. Now he, underst- he had that desire to, un- to, to live and try uh, the food and television and such. But the person who was outside, who had the... Um, the, uh, that those experiences told him what it is what it is like i'm the same way i'm the one who lives who was born in that concentration camp of the mind where 
I don't know what it was like. I do not know how is it to try, say, you know, different food or watch television or have your own iPhone, for example. Right. That's, that's how I look at it. And, um, uh, and as I said, I do not hate women. I adore women. I want to one day, I, I'm almost certain that it's not going to happen. I'm not going to connect with a 20-year-old. I'm, I'm 40 now. But uh, uh, what, what I'm trying to say is uh, I wish I could, uh, but it, it just never going to happen. Now, you said um, you also feel like it is someone else. It is not me who, who fails. It is she wasn't in a good mood that day. She didn't want to do this or that or the other. But again, she has more choice. If she passed on you, there will be another guy three minutes later uh, who comes up and talks to her. Uh, but I think what, what would help me, let, let me, let me put it this way. How can we, or how can I get out of the situation I am? I wish that women were more proactive. I wish that uh, women understood how it is for men overall as a whole, how it is difficult to approach. Nothing, I mean, if I approach and I'm rejected, I'm not losing an arm. No one is punching me in the face, but it is worse than that. I do martial arts. I'm okay if you kick me in my, you know, in the nuts. It's not going to bother me. I'll, I'll get up and keep on fighting. But approach is hard for me. Now, what I wish women did is that, just like I did, go online, create an average men profile, and try to pick up a girl. Just try. Just see how, how much you would um, hang in there. How, how much can you do that for? Or um, have a woman approach a guy and get rejected. I'm almost certain that women is not going to reject it. But let women approach another woman and try to pick her up or make, make it some sort of connection. Uh, some may say, obviously, women, oh, yeah, I can't do it. No, but let's see if you can reject it. Reject it once and twice and see how you feel about it. I think if women, and I'm not putting it all on women, I'm just saying what would help me. If women tried uh, to live my life or the, tried to live a life of an incel or someone who's awkward when it comes to their relationships, I think they might be a little more open to giving a uh, slack for people like myself. And even you. Now you're telling me that um, you have rejected sometimes or you're being rejected sometimes, and it is okay. But let's put it this way. Wouldn't it be a little easier for you as well if women were not rejecting on that rate, at that rate? I think it would be much easier. And I think as species, as, as humans, we always want, you know, we, we always want to live easy this is our brains this is how it is um right we we use technology because it's easy and yeah. the same thing goes i think for the relationships and approaches i think there's two elements to that the, the way that i see it i think dating sites and apps have sort of forced us to consider people based on these shallow features i think it kind of creates these terms for us i disagree i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry to cut you off mm -hmm. uh there's not shallow creatures i mean uh, features it is visual we're visual people 
Sure, sure. So and I, that, that's what I mean as like a shallow feature. Like, this is my job. This is my photo. This is my height. Here's one sentence about me. That's not nearly enough to truly understand a person or their personality. But we've we've basically created this space for ourselves where it's judgmental and we kind of judge each other, you know, based on those features. And that's really all we have to be able to kind of have this mass outreach to one another. And on the other side, you know, I just, with women being more proactive or not rejecting at that rate, I just think women have gone through and go through such consistent, you know, harassment that they endure on a daily basis. And I think a lot of men out there, not saying you obviously, but a lot of men have kind of taken that ability to approach women and have turned it into some form of harassment um, or sending things that, you know, are unwarranted or not wanted. And, you know, because of that, I, I just couldn't really blame any woman for rejecting a man, you know, for any reason. Um, you know, and I really think that just, just because they're so much harassment, whether it's online, whether it's on the street, you know, and, and maybe that's an element that you're getting at is that you're not that type of person and you are approaching this genuinely. And maybe it's not just women rejecting, but the approach of some of the other men out there that, you know, have made it harder to approach people. Well, when it comes to the harassment, uh, I do believe that there is harassment um, in life. We, we know that. Look at what's going on in Hollywood. Look, look what's going on in, in Washington and such. Those are the harassments. Those are the sexual harassments. There are sexual predators out there. I understand that. But when it comes to the dating sites and or men approaching women and calling that harassment, I think it's a stretch, unfortunately. And it's not only you who does that but overall uh the t today's at least in the united states or west that's what we see all she has to do is close her account all she has to do is uh not answer anybody so i would not call that harassment a man approach a woman is not a harassment some men from time to time the douchebags they might do what they do especially i would argue those more handsome men that don't have to work hard. Uh, they might approach in a certain way that they don't have to do much, and um, they may come come across as abrupt or uh, uh, inconsiderate and such. But at the end of the day, they will still get because they're bad boys, quote unquote. Um, but uh, calling a man approaching a woman as a harassment—it's a stretch, with all due respect. Yeah, of course. Like, uh, I, it, but it depends on how they approach them. Like, there's men who approach women in a very disrespectful way, and that's what we're referring to. But you know, if that's how they're being approached, then you know, a part of you can understand why their guard is up. Like, oh, what is this guy's intentions? Like, I don't know his intentions right now. Um, because of I wish. I, yeah, sorry to cut you off. It's okay. I didn't mean to. Uh, I wish. Um, not. I mean. I don't want to simplify the life of a woman here, but within this conversation that we're having within the dating and, and gender relations and such, I wish I had those problems. I wish I was approached, harassed or not. I would, uh, I, I'm, I'm mature enough to understand what is the harassment and what is the courtship. I wish I had that. Now, another thing is that I wish that if I had to choose now, I wish I was either woman or gay. Um, and to those 
extreme uh, gay bashers, the you know the religious folks. I'm going to tell you right now is that being gay is not a choice. If it was a choice, I would be gay right now because that would be easier for me. So I wish it was that. Now, why do I wish I was a, uh, a female? And again, I think, and not simplifying their life. Again, I want to repeat that. Um, I wish, I mean, I would be approached more. I wouldn't have to do much. If we go out, uh, I would, um, I, I could be kind of certain that uh, I was, uh, I would be paid for, for that day out. Not always, but that's the case in, in many cases. Um, and, uh, or if I, if I were gay, I mean, I was asked out by gay men, but, uh, I'm not attracted to, to gay, to, to gay men. So, uh, it would be much uh, easier life. So when it comes to the gender, uh, situation that we're in right now, when it comes to dating, again, dating, I repeat it, um, being a female is a better deal. And I wish I was. Uh, I do want to ask to um, just to kind of bring this to the larger, um, you know, Intel community that we've been talking about, you know, from your perspective, just having a closer look at this community, do you think it's dangerous? And can this sort of online support of, you know, certain anger, victimization, things like that, can can it cause more issues like the recent incident in Toronto? Great question. Um when it comes to the incel community, as you all know, it was started by a, by a female, what, 20, 30 years ago? I don't remember. Um, she, you know, she, she started that blog in voluntary celibate. She was talking about how she was a late bloomer and so on and so forth. And then, uh, because it happens to men more than women, men just took over. So when we talk about incel, we mainly talk about men, uh, incel. Although there are just few women that are, may consider themselves Incels. Now, are they um, uh, dangerous? Are the incels dangerous? Well, anybody can be dangerous. I do. I don't believe that being an incel in itself is a is a dangerous proposition. It is a mental situation. It is a, uh, a social uh, anxiety, what have you. <clears throat> Just like um, uh, some people say, for example, Islam is a is a terrible religion, and uh, but not every Muslim is a killer, if you think about it. So, yes, danger is there. If you are Muslim or religious, what have you, danger is there. Maybe you're prone a little more to into the violence and such. When it comes to the incel, as I said, it's, um, it's because we don't have... Um, it is powerlessness, basically. We don't have power over. Um, and uh, <clears throat> the uh, overall, the incel uh, boards out there, I think they're helpful. Uh, for people like myself to share their um, uh, maybe stories, not so much bashing women, but sharing their situation. Why did, I mean, the story that I'm telling you right now for 20, 30 years, I didn't tell it to anybody. There's only one person who knows of me the way I am. And uh, <clears throat> sometimes you want to Air it out. You want to tell it to someone else and see who else is out there. Maybe seek for maybe help of some sort. And um, I think um, being an insult in itself or, or belonging to insult community is not uh, danger or dangerous. Uh, but as anything in life, it can be uh, uh, taken over by 
uh, more extreme and dangerous people uh, and such. And I think we should study, to be honest. I think the uh, uh, psychiatrists and psychologists and whomever, they, I rather them study themselves. I rather them see why they cannot connect, how we can help them, what is the, uh, the bottom line, how would, when they quote unquote snap, why it happens. I mean, don't you, don't we want to know how to prevent the next um, massacre as, as it happened in, in Canada? or as it happened in California. Uh, but all we see now, all this uh, podcast, the YouTubes, and overall media, all we do is we bash, we make memes out of uh, people that are having problem uh, connecting with another human being, I think. And that is also very, um, it is detrimental. I mean, it is very sad and it is hurtful. So the bottom line is I do not think that incels as a whole or just to be an incel, you can be dangerous. You can be dangerous in any way. You can be doing martial arts and go around and beat people up. You can, you know, you can have, you, you, you may like drinking beer and then go out and, and start fights. I mean, that's how it is. But as an incel, just because an, someone is an incel, uh, it's not the danger there. It is dangerous if we don't understand them and if we don't help them or myself, help me, shall we say. Um, no, I, I understand. So, I mean, we have to wrap up here, but before we go, can, is there anything that you would like to address that we didn't ask or, you know, anything you want to leave uh, the listeners with before we go? Yes. Um, well, first of all, as I said, thank you for calling me. I, I, I never told this story uh, to anybody else except just one person. Uh, this this kind of helped me out right now, release my uh, anxiety. Um, now, what I would uh, uh, what I would like for this to happen, as I said, I wish people understood uh, what what goes on uh, in someone uh, in someone's mind, just like myself, who who's an incel, um, and I also uh, wish that. Women, uh, particularly, uh, try to be on the uh, on uh, try out to be a uh, man in 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 approaches and such, so they know or get rejected to see how it feels. Um, because uh, as a you know as a as, as a guy as a as a, as a man, um, I tried to see from from the uh, women's side to you know look at the. Uh, things from the uh, women's side, and I understand uh, what they go through, especially in, for example, the dating sites and such. I understand they're bombarded, as I was when I created a fake account. <clears throat> but again, as I said, I wish I had those problems. Uh, so therefore, I think women, if they try out, they may understand us more. Uh, and also the psychiatrists, uh, I would like for them to uh, take a look at the incel community uh, and uh, overall, the, uh, you know, address the issues that men face. Great. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you know, this is definitely eye-opening. You know, we can probably talk about this all day, but you know, thank you for coming on and obviously, you know, sharing that point of view, sharing those stories. I'm sure it's not easy. 
hey, uh, this may not be the best podcast uh, title. I mean, the uh, topic that you might have, but hey, it's going to be a great title having a 40-year-old virgin. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, we think, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to hear this and I'm sure, you know, have have some reactions and, you know, this this is definitely one that's going to start a conversation. But uh, no, again, we we appreciate you. What's up? (laughs) Prepare for a lot of hate mail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, who knows? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. You so before we get to our final thoughts, we have a sponsor today. It is Dollar Shave Club. Guys, if you have ever done anything in your bathroom, basically, like brush your teeth, do your hair, shave your beard, or shave any part of your body, uh, then Dollar Shave Club has something for you. And they deliver everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. So if you're getting ready in the bathroom in the morning and at night, Give Dollar Shave Club a try. They have a ton of different products. Uh, They have a shampoo and conditioner that I've recently been using, which is awesome. They have a body wash. They have toothpaste. They even have hair gel. And if you guys listened to the show before, you know my favorite things, the butt wipes. Once you use them, you won't be able to live without them. They leave you feeling tingly, clean, clean. which is quite a sensation. Um, They have amber and lavender calming body cleanser. So this isn't the Dollar Shave Club you thought you knew. They have way more than just razors. Obviously, they're still delivering the best razors to your door every month. So you never have to wait online, go to the store, take time out of your day, uh, not know if you're supposed to swipe your card or put it in that little chip thing because that always messes me up. So annoying. Don't have to worry about that anymore all comes right to my apartment and uh, they even include shipping as well uh, when you get a membership. So we have a great way for you guys to try a bunch of Dollar Shave Club's products and for just five bucks you can get their daily essential starter set and that comes with the body cleanser, it comes with the one wipe Charlie butt wipes, Uh, It comes with the shave butter and their best razor, which is the six blade executive. Trust me, you want to use this thing and uh, you can just keep the blades coming every few months uh, or every month for just a few bucks. Uh, You could throw in the shampoo, the toothpaste, anything you want along the way. You can basically customize it, Uh, but anything and everything that you guys need for your bathroom and you can check it all out at dollarshaveclub.com slash OPL. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash OPL. Yeah. I have to say. So I think there's two things that are impossible in this world. Okay. One, I will never dunk a basketball. Yeah. And two, a man will never be able to truly understand what it's like being a woman and especially what it's like being a woman navigating the world of sex and dating sure i just think i mean i don't know call me a feminist but that to me just kind of him look i I respect him for coming on like that is truly his point of view everything he and i honestly feel like this dude's not trying to hurt anyone's feelings and he's not really trying to be disrespectful because you could tell that he's like i'm really trying to make you guys understand that like i'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings yes i think it was almost a somewhat mature approach to just an immature mindset you know i wouldn't call it immature i would call it a bit flawed Mm -hmm. which in a way 
I get because of the traumatic experiences. Like clearly that thing that happened to him when he was 12 years old affected him in a way that because it was a woman that caused it, it put a, him in a negative mindset yes. towards... Well, we do have to understand that, yes, he is going through life differently. He truly has never had any sort of relations with a woman. He doesn't know what's that, what that's like. And, mm-hmm. and that... I, I can understand that that's difficult. You're questioning yourself, your worth, right. your value, you know, all the time, which is difficult. I think that's why just the whole virgin aspect at that age is so interesting you know, as a whole, I just think this, this other aspect, this incel community, I mean, he's obviously not on the extreme end of the expe- the spectrum, mm-hmm. which, you know, is good. I don't think he's out there trying to harm anyone, but clearly he, he is one, like he shares a similar mindset. Well, I don't know if he shares a similar mindset because I think those people are just like women haters and he is more so like, I am an incel, like I am involved, involuntarily celibate. <sighs> to me, that sounded like woman hating though. Not that he's like spewing these like vicious venomous things about women, but it's just even having that idea of being the victim and blaming women. I mean, to me, it's just the, the community is. Here's sort the thing of though. Also, hate. I don't think that he's blaming women. I think that he is saying women essentially hold all the power in that situation, which I guess is kind of true. Yeah, I just don't think that's wrong either. I just don't think a comparison no, and I don't, of I don't think a he woman feels that. I don't think that he site. thinks it's wrong. I think that he, he understands that that's a thing. But the reason why he feels powerless is because it's like when this isn't working out and I just can't take control of the situation, I am powerless because it's not working out for me. So what power do I actually hold? I don't hold any power in this situation, mm-hmm. you know? But the, the, the problem, I think, is, like I said, when you're young or whatever, or when you're dating, or when you're out. Like, there's been multiple times where I'm out at a bar or something, you try to talk to someone, and it's just like, it's shut down. And you're like, all right, whatever, it happens. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it 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 can't make you... It does, but it shouldn't make you feel like you're not good enough for that person. That person has preferences just like you. Mm-hmm. So there could be someone in that bar who was looking at you that you're not even walking up to, and they feel like, oh, fuck, it's because I'm not good enough, or whatever. Right. Like, everyone has a preference. So So, do you think, based on what you just said, you know, I don't know, I'm not inferring that this is the case with him, but it crossed my mind. Do you think there is a little bit of, like, playing the role of the victim? Like, do you think he is almost inclined to sabotage certain situations for himself on a date because he almost, there's almost a bigger fear of finding that success? Like, it's almost more of a comfort zone to face the rejection at this point, to, you know, not have that experience because then his kind of whole theory and mentality is almost shattered when he does find success well yeah it's kind of like you know and i mean i'll I'll just equate it to sports when you're trying really hard not to get injured it's usually when you get injured yeah you know what i mean so it's like when you're going into this thinking like because you're not playing naturally you're not moving your body the way that it's supposed to exactly that's Mm -hmm. why i was saying in the beginning of the show i was saying like you know and and listen this guy's 40 years old i'm fucking 26 he's lived through more shit than I have and I don't understand his point of view because I haven't lived through what he's lived through. So I, I'm not going to judge this dude on whatever he thinks or whatever, like whatever. But what I will say is that in general, guys and girls, if it doesn't work out, 
and you get rejected or someone cheats on you, that's not a you thing. That is a them thing. Mm-hmm. And they are not who they, they are not, uh, you know, women. They are not men. They are not black people. They are not white people. It is just that person. Right. Per, like individual. Mm-hmm. They're an individual. So it's, if someone cheats on you, it's not like, wow, it's because I wasn't giving them enough or it was, it was because I wasn't whatever. Because a lot of the times that's not the case. It's yeah. that person who has some issues that they need to work totally. out or they they are, you know, just whatever. It's a them thing. It's not a you thing. And like once you put yourself in that frame of mind where it's like, oh, it is me, then everything that happens along the line that would otherwise seem normal because to me, rejection is part of the game. Mm-hmm. You get re- rejected. And it's always a joke with me and my friends. Like in baseball, if you hit the ball three times out of ten, you're in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're yeah. a phenomenal, one of the best players who's ever lived. Yeah. So it's like, it's part of the game. You get rejected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and that seems normal to me because I'm in that, you know, that mentality. But if you're in the mentality of like, why do I keep getting rejected? And you get rejected seven times in a row. It's like, all right, there's something wrong with me now. But if you had just got up to bet three more times, you could have got a base hit all those times and you're in the whole mm-hmm. fucking Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, But I, I, I do understand also what he's saying where he's like, it's different for you because you've had success before. Yes. Which I also get, which is fair. We're saying like, you know, at least, you know, you know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the only reason why I know what it feels like is because I was willing to just keep trying. And eventually, you know, it, it got there. And if it never actually got there, then, you know, who's who's to say what would happen and what my mentality would be? But I think it's just like, yo, you just got to keep getting after it and trying. And you and think like, that's regardless of, like, like I'm almost trying to put myself into the, you know, an incel mindset of, you know, would he then just say, well, you have good genetics and you're successful. So you trying isn't trying as hard as someone else or it's it's just naturally going to happen for you. Well, there's a difference as well. I also am a firm believer in that confidence is the biggest driving point of attraction in the world. So it's like, you know, you feel powerless in the situation, but if you were the most confident guy in the room, even though, you know, women have, quote unquote, this power in that dynamic, you are above them because you are the driving force in the room. Mm Mm-hmm. If you go into a situation where the woman and you're so confident that they feel like they don't need this person doesn't even care if I reject them or not, technically that makes you more powerful because it's like you are unharmed by anything that happens in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like I think the confidence thing is a huge thing. It's not necessarily how much money you make, what you look like, and all this, th- all these things. Mm-hmm. Like I am a firm believer also that I am successful because I am confident, very confident in myself. So I'm willing to lose and I'm willing to, you know, get rejected and, and do all these things because I know what I'm capable of and I'm just going to keep going until it happens. Totally. I mean, that's just that kind of self-motivation as well. And yeah, and in terms of that power dynamic, I don't think it should be the other way around. I mean, we talk about equality, shifting worldview. Yes, you know, there's progress being made, which is fantastic. But at the end of the day, I think the difference is there's always going to be the idea of inequality where men are bigger and stronger and like yeah. that it's not power what he's saying it's consent it's like yes the of course the woman needs to choose and give the okay because we're capable of taking like in a very physical manner where a woman might not be able to defend herself you know in the right way it's an unfair advantage so i think that power dynamic is simply just 
yeah, it's consent. It's a woman's right to choose and say yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But yeah, no, I 100% agree with confidence. I think that can get blurry too because he was talking about the idea of pickup artist and using those tactics. Don't do that. That's just because that is that confidence does have to be genuine. You know, you have to believe right. in yourself truly. And you know, I've I've read a lot about pickup artists and things like that and when I was younger tried to actually like throw myself into the position of using some of these tactics and it's false, it's manipulative. It's you know, if if that's an approach he's taking on dates, I wouldn't expect the success rate, you know, to be that high. It's like that forced attraction and it's, you know, it's, it's, he's not, but it's, it's genuinely being himself yeah. if he's and doing that. It's hard to understand his point of view because again, this is 40 years in the making. Totally. Where at this point it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll try anything. Like I'm going to try and, you know, and I just hope he does keep continue to try because I do eventually think it is going to work out for him. Yeah. I think, I, and think, I think all he, it takes is one time from what he was saying, you know, it's like, you know what it feels like. So if you do know what it feels like, then then you understand like, okay, this is possible and I don't necessarily have to do all these extra things and overthink it because that's another thing. I think a lot of this is just overthought, mm. if that's a yeah, term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just overanalyzing the situation and like, all right, why did this happen? How can we fix it? And whatever. It's just, it's it's really not that. It's not, you know, a math problem. Yeah. It's not, you know, there's a, a solution, answer, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's none of that. It's just really, it's more emotional. It's a lot of feeling. It's a lot of preference as well. You know what I mean? Someone could be attracted to uh, an overweight guy with who's bald. Like it's out there. That's it's, their it's preference. There, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. we know from doing the show that people have certain preferences. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Of things that a lot of people would say that is strange. For the most part, people don't have that preference. Right. But it's out there. It so is. So there is there is someone for everyone. Like they're out there. But it's it's all about just being unapologetically yourself because if you're that then someone is going to because at least respect that because when you can feel that someone is just themselves even if you don't dis if you don't like it you know like okay this is this guy mm. you know like that that goes a long way yeah which uh, you know i think that's what was strange was the idea that he in one moment seemed very confident about his what he's attracted to and his desires i like 20 to 25 year old women that's what i like that's what i go after but then in the next sentence he's almost viewing that as like pedophilia he's like i almost feel like a pedophile i know it's not but i almost feel that way so there's just there's clearly a lot that he's struggling with in his own mind because he's not even right. owning up to his attraction he's seeing it as strange you're not going to get very far with that and i just think yeah you know, and if you're listening nothing strange about 20 to 25 year olds <laughs> like they're objectively a hot group of people. I mean, isn't that... Yeah, that's like the prime. That's yeah. a prime of people's lives in a way. Maybe yeah. looks-wise, I don't know. Um, I would yeah. say 22, 23. It's a prime. prime. <laughs> Actually, no. Uh, tw uh, 22 to 26, that's the prime. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For some people. For some people. But then like Clint Eastwood, his prime's like 70. And it's like, you just never know. Smoky old happen. guy. Just turn into like nice worn <laughs> leather. I hope that happens to me. Um, uh, yeah, no, I think like sort of inflammatory statements aside. I mean, for me, I just have a hard time digesting like saying I'd rather be a woman or gay. It just shows how much progress I think he still has just kind of connecting with himself better. Because now you're talking about like people who are ha literally having their human rights like stifled, debated over, 
you know, suppressed. And it's like, I don't know if he's seeing the bigger picture when he says something like that. Yeah. He's and just I, so focused on the world of like, I just want people approaching me. And because people joke about that too. Like, yeah, if, come on. If you were gay, you'd be, you'd be crushing it. You right. know, you'd get ass all the time. Like I, I get where that mentality is coming from, but I don't, I, and I don't necessarily think it's coming from an insensitive like point of view. I think it's more of just like, like, cause he said, I'd rather be getting harassed at this point. Which like, is absurd. Though, right, but like, but then I don't think that's insensitive. What I think of it is like, Jesus, you know, like imagine going that long without that connection and you are driven to the point of I'd rather be getting harassed because at least I get some connection. Yeah, something. it's, it's going to skew you know? the way you think. Yeah, and I understand. And I I, think- obviously I think that, you know, he it would be wrong. You know, he wouldn't... He, he would enjoy that for maybe a month and then it would just be like, all right, this is getting old. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, I, I, you know, the guy, he said a few things that I don't agree with, obviously, but I also don't think this guy is coming from a malicious point of view at all. And I really do hope he continues to try because I think he'll figure it out. And then, you know, eventually it'll work out and everything will be fine. But like I said, the one thing I, I, I wanted to leave everyone with was that if things aren't working out and it's just like this and that, and if you really do think it's yourself, then it's okay to work on yourself, whatever, but don't think that you are the the reason why, you know, women don't find you attractive or like this and that. It's like, these are individuals. They aren't the entire group of people. You know what I mean? So you just got to keep, you got to keep trying or just be content with yourself and, and, you know, live alone or or do whatever which is totally yeah. fine people and, do and that timing well. too like every, everyone has everyone has value and you know sometimes maybe it takes more time to find the right person who's who's going to see that and that you can share that with yeah all right well that is uh that is this episode ran a little long here about like over an hour hour 15 ish yeah we've had people listen for over two hours before it's true the books. yeah we just talked and just vented um anyway also, before we go, I just want to say that this is a wrap on season three, our final episode. It's been a hell of a ride. It went quick, this one. It did. I can't believe we've already done three seasons. Yeah. But it's it's also not even that many episodes. I know, but it's we, just... We always say this at the end of a season. Like, we're still babies in this game, but... I don't think we're babies anymore. You don't think so? After we're crawling? S- after three seasons? Three seasons. I might have been... I might, I might be up. This season ended a little heavy, too. There's, yeah. There's some stuff. Some but bangers in this season. Yeah. I mean, just thank you, everyone, as always. I mean, we're, you know, every time we do a new episode of this, it's an experiment in a sense, you know. By no means do we have this down to a formula. Do we I don't think you can ever have it down. <laughs> well, exactly. You can never have it down. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we've, you know, we're just going to keep trying new things, new people, new formats. So thank you, everyone, who is new and joining us. The day one OGs out there. Oh yeah, uh, it's it's been a good ride so far. So another season in the books. Uh, also, you know we're not going to be putting out anything for a couple of months, I would say. But this is the time to send us emails because we are going to be recording during this time where we're not posting anything and ramping up for season four. So this is the time to send emails. We will be going through all of them. Uh, you can contact us at oplshow.com/contact. And, you know, we'll call, we'll schedule stuff out, and then 
maybe on season four, your episode could be on there. So OPLshow.com slash contact. Yep. And you could follow the show on Twitter at OPL show. And like Joe said, we need you guys to send those emails to book shows. And, you know, this is the time where we go dark. So, you know, we need your help more than ever to kind of spread the word, uh, you know, introduce people, show them some of your favorite episodes and, you know, just, just keep this going strong. I think between last season and this season, we saw a ton of growth, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, so, you know, thank you guys for that. Let's let's keep this thing going, going to season four strong. Uh, I know we're always like cryptic and never say, actually, we should be cryptic. Why was I about to tell them when we're coming back? That's like the most fun. I'm about to come across this table. Never mind. <sighs> wow, that was a big tease. I didn't even do that on purpose. Oh, I was geez. actually about to tell them. Blue balls here. Yeah. So, uh, never mind. We'll season figure it out. Coming. We'll let you know. <laughs> we'll let you know when it comes out. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun. Thanks for listening.